You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the AreYouScreening.com podcast. I'm your host, AreYouScreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week, we actually have a lot to do. Uh, not not <laughs> yeah. you so much, oh, but uh, so it's rough night, yep. right? Um, we've also got Cars 3, which uh, you did not see. I can't believe you saw that without me. I have... Kids. Well, whatever. Uh, and I'm then like your also, kid. Uh, it's not coming for a while, but I'll give you my kind of quick take on it. Um, I think it's released on the 28th. Is uh, the Netflix movie Okja? Yeah. Oh yeah. So yeah, I've I've seen that. And <clears> then uh, next week is Transformers at some point. And you're and lucky we've got an open relationship because yeah. you've been cheating on me with all That's kinds right. of stuff, and I'm not happy. And before we get to that, even, uh, there's some really cool news that I have to mention. Um, yeah. I've already talked about it on the site, and so it'll be a waste for all of the AreYouScreening.com fans. But the coolest news, I thought, because clearly people are listening to us news, right. is that the uh, John Wick movies are coming out with a TV show right. based on the hotel, the yeah. Continental. And it's going to be called The Continental. Hey, and 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 we we pre- did that. We predicted that. We did that first. Uh, back. That's right. Back when in our uh, that was originally John Wick on the first one. That's right. Yeah, the first John Wick movie. When are our residual checks? It coming was in? actually really weird because uh, we we were talking when we were reviewing that movie and we were like, but you know what? The coolest thing is is that hotel, right? And the gold coins, and the number of ways the, you could bring anybody in each the week, the whole like <clears throat> money system and everything. Oh, and sorry. and we started talking that about that for a while during the review and we're like hey you know what i want to watch that <laughs> i want to watch that instead yeah and uh it turns out it's going to be a tv show and that pisses me off uh it's actually looks like it looks like it's hard to tell it's yeah. you know super early uh it was kind of like a off the cuff thing when uh we started talking about the that john wick 3 is going to be coming out yeah. and then it was like oh yeah and there's a tv yeah, show by the way so, right so tune into that. But it looks like it's going to be pretty cool. John Wick himself is not really going to be in it, although right. he will be he, like the world is aware of him kind right. of thing. They'll reference him. And there'll be potentially specters. Potentially, there might be like a quick guest spot where Keanu Reeves Easy. comes in. Walking right? in or out. Yeah. Um, but basically, it's going to center on the hotel, the chain of hotels around the world, because mm-hmm. they have these all over, right? Yeah. And it sounds like from the hints that we get that the main focus of it is going to be on some new assassin. Somebody who is uh, basically like just gets to the point where he's invited to exist and know that it's there (laughs) and uh, is kind of enters the world. But they also mention in announcing the show that it's going to uh, like showcase, like I said, the the hotels all over the world. So it's we're going to jump around, have all different characters, who knows what. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> figure out how exactly you get on that phone call list. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you right. Know, when the 
like we saw in uh, yeah. John Wick 2 when the like screwy tube comes through that right. some old lady punches your number or whatever and then all of a sudden everybody's phone goes off and right. all that stuff. So there's, you know, there's there's so much possibility with it, but it was in in the first movie and in the second movie, although in the second movie, I don't know, it wasn't a hundred percent cool, but in the first movie, it was damn. It was just the coolest thing. Yeah, it was, it cool. was, and not only is this awesome news if you happen to be a John Wick fan or a fan of that idea in the movie, but it could potentially be a really cool move if that show actually takes off and works. Yeah, uh, that you could, you know, other things could jump out of movies like that right. into a TV show because, right. you know, a lot of times you watch a movie and you're like, the movie, eh, but you know this one thing they did was badass, right? Right, <laughs> and, right, right. And that would be really yeah. cool. Like if John Wick wasn't that good <laughs> right. or something, right, the idea of the hotel thing is still good. Right. And, you know, there's every movie you watch now, he'll be going, well, wait, but that, yeah. <laughs> you right. know, that would be cool. If this, if this show like really takes off, I'm still pissed. That, that was our that idea. Would be awesome. That was totally our idea. Somebody uh, was listening to us, and you know, whatever. Yeah, they got it. They got it. <laughs> We're just busy podcasting for everyone else's enjoyment, yeah. and they ran out. Anyway, so um, I will. I'll start uh, real quick with the two things that you haven't seen. Yeah. Cars Three uh, was really actually very cool. Oh, good. Um, <laughs> I'm glad. It's a little bit. Uh, it's a little bit potentially weird. Um, if you're the wrong age, this might not hit you that great, right? Mm -hmm. If you're really young enough, then I think you're going to love it, right? Yeah. For the really younger kids, it's got a lot of fun stuff. It's really cool. The characters are cool. Um, but it's a little bit like the second one, right? Right. It, I imagine young enough kids are going to like the second one, but there's a lot of it they don't get, right? Right. Uh, because you have to be a fan of spy movies to really get what <laughs> everything yeah, really out of that movie, on. right? Yeah. So if you're a little bit older, it's probably not that interesting to you because you're going, "What's this dumb spy right. nonsense?" Thing. Right? Yeah. And uh, and you know, Mater accidentally says like, "Shoot the gun" or something, and then his guns go off because he's been spyified or whatever right right and you know uh you're gonna miss stuff in this one it's sort of the same thing but this is like a passing the torch kind of movie mm -hmm. and uh it, it it has uh lightning mcqueen as everyone knows from like the trailers and the general idea of the story is kind of getting too old and there's a new breed of right. car right that's doing the racing and he, and it's it's all his struggle to like get back somehow right. into enough of a, a shape, even though, you know, you look back at like Doc, who mm -hmm. was his mentor, his, right? Right. Who was the greatest race car, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But would not have any chance now. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Because he's just a different kind of car. And right. now Lightning McQueen is finding himself, <laughs> you know, slowly moving into that position. Right. Talking to a lot of people, um, and he's you know he's been winning forever, right? And mm -hmm. he, you see all these people who are not that young, who talk to him like, "I grew up watching you race," right? And he's like, right. "Oh, <laughs> you know, because <laughs> you're pretty old if people have grown up, right? Watching you do things and they're not eight, right? Yeah, I mean, then you're pretty old. 
uh, even to the extent that he gets a new trainer, uh, a new trainer car who's supposed to help get him into shape. Yeah. Who is, you know, not a baby car, right. but grew up watching him race. Right. And it's right. like, oh, oh, she's actually old ish, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, so if you're really young, then it's tons of fun, right? If you're a little bit older, I don't know, you're not going to get the full effect of the whole passing the torch idea. So yeah. it's just not the same thing to you. And it's it's not like in the first movie, it's a lot of like screwball-y, yeah. you know, funny kind of craziness with lots of mater so that we can course, do lots of crazy sure. things. Right. And this one is not really like, yeah, that. like that. It's a little bit more grown up and a little bit more serious. Huh. So that's fine for young enough kids, but it's like right. watching Shrek movies and you're like, you know, the kids are not going to get all these jokes. Right. It's right. like they build it in a certain way so that the adults get something out of it and they can yeah. laugh at something. Yeah. And this one, it's more like the whole story is really for adults and yeah. young enough kids will play along with the story, but right. like a little bit older kids, maybe not so much. I don't hmm. know. But uh, anyway, I give it an eight and a half. Wow, that's big. It was it was really fun, and it does have like a really cool story. Yeah, and it it is there's kind of this weird Pixar thing that they seem to do anyway, where it you know it's like Toy Story. You know who that's for, right? right. You get to Toy Story three, and all of a sudden we're talking about serious crap, right? right? Yeah, and, right. And the kids will the young kids will still like it, and it's yeah crazy screwy fun you know, animated toys. Right. But the story of it is a lot more serious. And yeah. this is the same way that, you know, the story is a bigger deal. All right. Anyway, but it's a lot of fun and uh, everyone should see it. And the people who are bagging on it are really all three weird. of your kids. Cause they're very different ages. Right. They all liked it or one, the oldest one. Yeah, kinda, the, eh. the oldest one was kind of like, meh, right. Whatever. I mean, it was fun enough. He's too old anyway. Sure. Uh, but anyway, um, Okja, mm -hmm. which is the Netflix movie uh, made by a Korean director, who I can't remember his I name. I can't remember his name either. Uh, and it's got Tilda Swinton, and it's got a very young uh, Korean girl mm -hmm. as basically the main character. It's got Paul Dano, who is awesome in it right. uh, because he's awesome, he's awesome in everything. Yeah. And it's basically about some uh, giant company who semi-hilariously was founded by Tilda Swinton's father, and her father was like a horrible person and made napalm or what? I, I don't even know. He was yeah. like some horrific person. <laughs> but they talk about him like, well, yeah, but... <laughs> it's, right. it's it was of, just Phil. It, you yeah, know. it's funny how the movie, you know, sort of deals with that in this very non-dealing with it way, where yeah. everyone just goes, "Well, the company mm. has sort of a bad rap because," but you know, and, right. and anyway, um, the the company, uh, the movie starts out, they discover this new animal, basically, mm -hmm. and they call it a super pig. And they discover it in, like, the forests in Chile or something. Yeah. And the company, you know, I don't even know what the 
theory of this is, but they somehow have like the rights to this animal or whatever. I don't know what it is. <laughs> like there's only a few of them. Yeah. <clears throat> and so the company in an effort to try and uh, breed this animal as a new food source, right? they send <clears throat> one of the piglets of the super pigs to like 30 different countries all around the world to farmers to try and figure out how to raise it best or right. something. Yeah, right. Or, Maximize the... Yeah, yeah. Wh- whatever the story is. And, and the plan is that... It, they have this big press announcement and they're like, so this is what's happening. And then in 10 years, we will pick who <laughs> raised it the best. Right. So fast forward 10 years later, and now Okja is in uh, like on a mountain in South Korea and is raised by this little girl and her grandfather. Yeah. With where they have nothing, right? They right. have like a hut and they live on a mountain and yeah. they've got Okja. Right. And who is gigantic, like elephant size. Right. Right. And uh, it turns out that they won because they have all these uh, monitors. They have like satellite monitors on the animals. Yep. And they just track everything from America and they know exactly right. how big it is, how <laughs> healthy it is uh, and all this stuff. And yep. it's just like the computer spits out and goes, you win. Right. So the people come and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is in it. And it's kind of hilarious because at the beginning of the project, he is this big TV sensation. Yeah. He's like the new, you know, animal guy, right? He's like the new, uh, Bindi. <laughs> right. Right. And and he's got a show and he's super crazy popular and he's going to be the new face of this company and kind of like the face of super pigs that are going to save the world by right. making food super cheap and whatever right. the right. story is. But he's going to be the face of this company. Well, it's 10 years later and he's I guess still under contract or whatever, but his show hasn't been popular for a while, right? <laughs> right so he's right. not a big deal anymore, but now he's just trapped right. in this job. Yeah. He, he's trapped in this gig of promoting the super pig. <laughs> and uh, so anyway, so they come and they take the pig. And uh, the girl who, I, her name is Mija, I think. Yeah. Um, doesn't know what's happening, but basically her grandfather like is goes, yeah, sure. <laughs> take, right. Take the pig. And so she chases after the pig, goes to Seoul, where she's going to try and stop them, and goes to the big uh, companies, whatever, their giant corporate offices in Korea. Yeah. And as she's trying to save Okja, then the Animal Liberation Front, led by Paul Dano, Mm -hmm. comes in and steals it. And they right. have their own plan for exposing the horrible things that this company's doing. Right. And revealing the idea that this whole gimmick is like a big trick. Sure. And of course. <laughs> companies. <laughs> yeah. Companies bad. Right. <laughs> and uh, and then, you know, basically hilarity ensues. They're yeah. chasing right. Okja. I see the stills. There's a big chase the, and it's in the trucks and yeah, the there, city there's and... a whole chase and a lot of it is really hilarious. That's cool. A lot of it is surprisingly freaky special effects if you try to think about it, yeah. right? Because there's this whole part where they're running, they're 
when they're first trying to get away, um, Okja's running through this underground uh, shopping mall, destroying everything. Yeah. And you're like, how the hell did they do that? Like, yeah, it's right. <laughs> like every, yeah. everything that has to happen in that scene and all the people are running right next to her. Right. And all huh. the stuff is getting trampled and destroyed and everything. Cool. And it's like, they just have some big green machine that right. they're driving through yeah. the place or what? <laughs> sure. Like, how did they do that? But there's a, there's a cool. lot of cool stuff. It looks really awesome, but it is uh, really fun. It's, it's super anti food right. and right. corporate and, uh, right. you know, the way we get our food and sure. all this stuff. So it's kind of like very political, but it's almost like comically. So mm -hmm. like it's, it's so opposed to food that you can't really take it seriously as even something that is being opposed to food. There's one right. guy in the in the Animal Liberation Front movement who won't eat anything because all food, everything is, is uh, alive. All farming is uh, exploitative, sure. and sure. and they try to give him a tomato, and he's like, "Yeah, but you know how they get that tomato to your, you know, whatever." Sure. I mean, it's like every, he's to the nth degree. He's too far. Right. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, but but it's really fun and it's a really cool movie to just like watch this little girl on, you know, her road trip movie right. basically where she's on this adventure and um, it's a lot of fun. I give that one a nine. And that is a movie that very weirdly, it's gotten like lots of attention for a lot of different reasons actually. Um, even that's the movie that Khan came up with their whole new Netflix rule because... Uh, oh, right. Yeah, right. Netflix had that at con, and people complained that it was not a theatrical release movie, so yeah. now they changed their rules that from now on it has to have a theatrical release or whatever, and on and on. Yeah. Um, to which Netflix replied, you know, sort of in a funny way, like, okay, let's see how long theaters right. last for right. you. We're, yeah. we'll, we'll take your rules. We're okay. Anyway. Yeah. Um, but it's a movie that it, oh, looking at critics overall, it's got really high scores and it's got some pretty low scores. Where, oh, it's a love hate. One of the yeah, other. And so then in the end, like Metacritic, I think has it at like six and a half or something because you balance all those highs and lows. But a lot of people are giving it like super high scores. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are kind of, um, I don't know, having, I think, a weird reaction to the fact that it's so anti-food. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, stop showing me your commercial about right. anti-food industry or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I could kind of see people taking it that way because it's really seriously with the giant pigs. And as you get towards the end of the movie, you see, like, these just, gigantic livestock pens yeah <laughs> that have to be gigantic because they're basically elephants right <laughs> and all of the you know trying to make food out of them and yeah uh tilda swinton's character ends up having like a twin sister like she talks about her sister a lot her sister used to run the company now she's running the company and then you go back and forth between uh how how evil a person can run this company and how ridiculous is your evil theory of running the company and whatever. Right, right. So I can kind of see that it goes a little far along those lines at points, but it's still, it's really fun movie. Yeah, that's cool. It looked fun. Anyway, 
Okay. Is it out yet? Is isn't it like no, you got a, you got a screen I'm pretty you screened sure that, it it's yeah, coming out I'm like in a week. I'm pretty sure that it's like the 28th. <laughs> I was going to say uh, I thought it was the first like week of July or the last of the month, there. so yeah. we're pretty close to it, but Yeah, but definitely check that one out. It's uh super fun and as we get to the to when it premieres one way or another, I think everyone's going to be talking about that for a while. Uh, yeah. As soon as it hits. So Anyway, all right. So rough night. Um Scarlett Johansson, Kate McKinnon, Zoe Kravitz, Ilana, somebody, (laughs) (laughs) I can't remember her last name, Um, Jillian Bell, and it's the... uh, Glazier. It's the... Yeah, Glazier. Um, It's the five women on a bachelorette weekend in Florida who accidentally kill someone and the hilarity that ensues there. Um, And it is... Semi-interestingly, anyway, um, <clears throat> it's the movie by Broad City Writers. Yeah. Um, the co-writer and director and then the co-writer right. are the people uh, who do a lot of Broad City. There's more people on Broad City, obviously. but um, You like Broad City? I do. I haven't seen it, it yet, is, but it everyone It is says, a little hit or miss for me. Yeah, I was going to say. And kind of like this movie. Um, it, spoiler. Yeah, spoiler. Um I like the show, but it's, you know, I'll watch one and it'll just be hilarious. Yeah. And I'll watch the next one and I'll go, well, okay. Yeah. I mean, it, it for me, it, it's a lot like Portlandia. Yeah, right. In that way, because Portlandia is the same thing. There are episodes of Portlandia that, like, I can't breathe. They're hilarious, yeah. right? And I'm constantly laughing. And then there are other ones where, you know, it's like, all right. I mean, right. That's okay, I right. guess. Right. Anyway. Um, so that's really the whole story in a nutshell. It's, yeah. it's rough night and it's, it, it's like, basically that's the, if we just title, title our movie, the sub genre. Yeah. Because it's really like, it's a rough night genre of right. movies. Right. You know, it's like the hangover. And that and, bad date movie. And, and like sisters with sure. Tina Fey is more right. or less the same thing. It's, you know, like it's the night that stuff goes wrong, whatever. Yeah. Um, the Purge, and <laughs> yeah, that'd be same great movie. If this movie had taken same a rough idea. turn, if it had started off as a comedy and then went right into like horror exploitation, <laughs> oh boy, there wouldn't have been a scale yeah, I rated it on. Like, it would have uh, been like fifty from dust till dawn. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, flip half all, hour all in, kill. Uh, anyway, uh, so just to get our ratings out, I yeah. I gave this one a six and a half. Oh God, I'm uh, way low on you. Yeah. It, I had really? You at, I had you at five. Wow. Oh, all right. Well, so the parts of it that were fun, wow, weird. I really thought were pretty fun. But it is there. This movie reminded me a lot of Amy Schumer's Trainwreck, where yeah. it's like just because you're really funny in a certain medium mm-hmm. does not mean that you instantly translate. Yeah. Into knowing how to work every other medium, you know. And like in Trainwreck, I thought. You know, at the end of that movie, it was okay. There were a couple times that I laughed, but really I thought, you know, I'd like to see her in like four movies. Right. Like four movies from now, she'll know what she's doing and make the whole thing work, right? Yeah. And this movie was exactly the same way for me. I was like, you know, there were parts that I thought were really fun. There were parts that I thought were totally wasted. Mm -hmm. There were parts that I thought 
um, you know, as we've said before, reviewing movies, there were parts that were really funny when you wrote it down on the napkin, but should have got cut. Yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> ultimately, <laughs> except that if we cut that, then how long is the movie? Right. Like we can't yeah. just keep cutting stuff. So we have to have something. So we just run with it and see if it works. Yeah. There was a lot of negatives, but the stuff that I liked, I really thought was funny. And I thought, yeah. Basically, there's only so seriously that I can, you know, review this. And right. and there wasn't like in the later hangover movies, I thought, you know, the movie just thinks I'm stupid. And I didn't <laughs> yeah. I didn't get that in this. Yeah. I thought, look, that's not funny, but it's not because like the movie thinks that I'm stupid. The movie's right. not going, you're so dumb, you'll laugh at this, right? So, you know, ultimately yeah. I was like, well, it's okay. And and there was stuff that I liked. So yeah. So anyway, that's where I am. I've I've got a big sweet spot. No, (laughs) I've got a big. It would be awesome if I was like zero. Now this is the new Beauty and the Beast. You know, I have a big sweet spot for comedy. I I really I really allow an awful lot in my comedies, and I give them a lot of leash to to get to it too because I know. Especially a long movie. God, I don't even remember how long this is. I, I with a longer like film, I was gonna say it's not quite. Yeah, it's one forty, one forty-one. Um, it. Well, anyway, I gave it a four, Ugh. and and I think yeah, it's I, I think that. it's below average, even though there are some fun things. It's it's, it took me a little bit to get to four. I was running around three, three and a half. Um, but there are some times where it's just working. For me, it doesn't seem to be working comedically. There are times where it works kind of like character-wise. And and that's like one of the biggest problems that I have with the whole film is that I, I get it. If you go into a pitch meeting and you say, look, <clears throat> most people probably don't know Weekend at Bernie's anymore. Right. You know, But if I go into a pitch meeting and everyone in the studio is kind of our age or older, I'm going to say Hangover at Bernie's right, right. and Women. And then I'm gonna say, look, women are hot right now. Things are great. You're gonna get all these. You're gonna get all this great stuff. And we're gonna come in right after Wonder Woman when you women to, are you on. You get to put Broad City on the yep. poster, sure. Or and, and you're gonna yeah. catch a bunch of things. But the best, and, and I don't think it's an accident. I don't. You're gonna run it right after Wonder Woman, and right. you're gonna catch that wave if Wonder Woman is good. Even if it isn't, now we got the backup. That's a no lose situation for us. Except. You should try to make the movie good, Funny, you know, make right. it fun and interesting. And instead, it, you know, it it just, it, the characters that we're introduced to don't all feel like the ones that we see, you know, just shortly after we get introduced to them. Right. Some of them do, but they're like painted in these big, wide, like swaths of, uh, of like an archetype or a trope. Right. Well, and, uh, well, and everyone in the movie, pretty much, I mean, some of them are mostly. Not, some of them are not standard enough for this to apply to, but pretty much everything that happens in the movie is, you know, just absolutely like cut and paste out of the dictionary of characters. Every right? single, just, right. Every single one. We, we've got the, the overweight, horny one. Right. We've got the neurotic, you know, real angsty one. We've got the beautiful, but sad one. We've got the, you know, ambitious career, friendly, every woman. Like right. you've even got, um, you've even got the fiance. Uh, I was going to get to the man who is the, uh, other 
writer um, yeah. from Broad it's, City. It's uh, Luciano something. But even NLL. he is like... Oh, that's the woman. Jeez. You know, he's not as good looking as right. the, as Scarlett Johansson. Right. Like he's, right. He, he's not a 10. Paul Downs, right. And you know everything you need to know about what's going to happen in their relationship. Right. And you've got like... Yeah. You've got Jess, who it's her bachelor, her, her bachelorette party. That's right. Scarlett Johansson. And her best friend, right. J- Jillian Bell, right. is the somewhat overweight girl that they were roommates in college and they became yeah. really good friends. And you know exactly everything you need to know about their relationship. You know yeah. everything that's going to happen. You know that Jillian Bell, as time has gone on, has been really like clingy. Yeah. Because she's got the, you know, hot socialite friend from college Mm -hmm. who is, you know, sort of moving on with their life and she kind of can't get over it. Right. And so you have all these things that happen throughout the movie where like it's revealed that Justin invite her to something. Yeah. Right. And she's like, Oh, why would you not invite me? And she's like, well, because you won't let anyone else talk to me because you, you know, <laughs> want to mo- monopolize my time yeah. because now you have to grab onto me if I get anywhere near you. And it's like, you didn't even need to see anything happen in the movie. Right. All you needed to know was Scarlett Johansson's the friend, Jillian Bell's the other friend, you know, everything that's going right. to happen. So right. I think a lot, A lot of the stuff that's the comedy, I thought, was great. Everything about trying to tell a movie-length story was just so by the numbers, right? It was just everything is... Right. It was too flat and predictable. um, Zoe Kravitz and uh, Alana Glazer were dating in college. Yeah. And now it's 10 years later, and we just suddenly find out that Zoe Kravitz is going through a divorce from her husband. Yeah. And... Now they're going to basically spend more time together for a weekend. And you know everything that's going to happen right. there. Right. You know everything yep. that's going to happen in that relationship. And like I said, you've got the fiance who's staying for his bachelor party. And I'll tell you, everything about that bachelor party is not anywhere near as funny as anyone thinks it is. Right. right? The right. whole existence of the party, like what the party, he's right. doing, yeah. what the guy is doing while they're yeah. off having their fun time, right? right? Everything that happens in that whole area of the movie, if you're scribbling stuff on a napkin and mm-hmm. you're drunk while you're doing it, it's hilarious. Right. And you're rolling on the floor laughing. But when you actually film it and see it yeah. in the dailies, Doesn't you sit. should go, damn, right. we got to go somewhere else with this because it's just not funny at all. Right. And his whole trip down yeah. is not funny either. It's right. I mean, like, you know, like I said, it's funny if you're watching this movie at a fraternity house and right. you're all drunk, then it would be funny. But yeah. nothing about it is funny. It's all it's all funny like if you are sitting around throwing out goofy <laughs> ideas of something to happen, you go, yeah, that would be funny. But right. then you actually see it and you go, eh, not so much, right? Right, right. And we didn't cut anything out of the movie. And the, and the movie really suffers for not having like a, you know, several more versions of the script. Right. Like somebody's got to look at this and go, it's just not that funny. Even, um, which this is, uh, you know, all the stuff that detracts from the movie for me, because all the funny stuff, if you could just watch the stuff that's actually funny, this would be like an eight. 
at it would least. also be a three minute movie because <laughs> i'm i'm sorry i this is it, also where i disagree this is it, part of the thing for might me be it's like not a, that it funny it might be like a 20 minute movie or something you um, include the credits <laughs> because they're funny the credits are funny wow. but you even get stuff like the neighbors you know like the oddball goofy neighbors yeah. are as standard for a comedy movie <laughs> yeah as just about anything, right? Everyone in the comedy movie has the neighbor that is right. some kind of a kook or goofball or these guys throw away little funny bit yeah. that you know the weird guy comes out for some reason. Just like a quick you have to live next to a crazy person to right. be in a comedy movie. Right. And in this version, it's Ty Burrell and Demi Moore are like the seriously oversexed rich people who live on the beach. Right. And there are some times where, you know, it's awkward and uncomfortable to be around these really weird people. Right? <laughs> They're like snake people. Right. They, are. they really They're are really speaking parcel dong. It's really and, weird. And, you know, unfortunately, Demi Moore just kind of looks weird trying to do that. Right? Yeah. But anyway. And strangely, Ty does not. Right, like, that's creepy. Right. He looks very at ease doing that. But, the you know, when we first see them at the beginning... That should be all we see of them, right? That you know, right? They're uh, they make you uncomfortable a little bit, and that's sort of funny yeah. in its own way without trying to be really funny, but just like establishing where we're putting these girls for their yeah. weekend of hilarious fun, right? But every other time you see them on screen, it's just right, kind of donkey. It's right. not. It's not funny. Then we have the whole Zoe Kravitz thing and the tape and all that. And it's just like, oh, God. As soon as you see that camera, you right. know the end. Right. You know what's going right. to happen at the very end when uh, when then she kind of loses her mind. Right. right? When you get to the big reveal or yeah. whatever. But it's just so goofball. The only purpose they really serve comedically right. is when they could turn the lights on and Kate McKinnon gets to start making out with the body. Right. right. That was actually sort of funny right. because nobody even had to prompt her. Right. Right. That was right. Like, She's just was like, this is what I'm going to do. She's yeah. just like, I can fix this. Yeah. <laughs> right? right. Like that was actually pretty funny, but everything that, everything that has to do with making the story work just tears away from the comedy. I agree. But the stuff that is funny, I thought was funny. I laughed a few times. I heard you. Like, pretty good. Yeah, there were a couple good and, ones. And, you know, that's worth something. Cause it is, because <laughs> it's not a, it's not easy. I, there's, there's so many mistakes with the movie, but I have to I have to honor, with without trying to be hyperbolic here, I have to really appreciate that the girls get their chance too, okay? Like, I, I remember watching raunchy, stupid tin-eared movies left and right right. in my childhood and in my adolescence about guys doing dumb stuff over and over again that was unbelievable but supposed to be comedic so you gotta you've got to play fair and say they get it they get a shot at that too that doesn't mean i liked every one of those films i saw and it doesn't mean i have to like this movie there i certainly would have because i think that genre is wide open for a lot of fun stuff if it's if it's really anything, it, it's partially the story because I think the characters are all there to do something good and I don't think that they do too much of anything bad. 
Although I'm getting kind of tired of Kate McKinnon being pushed into this new Robin Williams role where if she's on set, right. roll the camera and get out of her way right. and we'll cut later an editor. She needs to be corralled and, and handled and focused rather than just go because well, what she's great at well, is you know, Saturday Night Live. I, I, right. And okay. I, th I think the thing with her too is it's not, it's not just that, although it is that, and especially like stuff like Ghostbusters. You Absolutely. Can, you can tell that that's totally Oh, that's like what they thing. did. But even worse than that, I think, is you get a movie like this, and they're like, well, we need someone who's actually funny. Right. Because we need the gravity. None of the, it's not like there's five There's no pedigree there for comedic. A, right. Making a movie. Right. They just go, well, we need someone funny. Throw her in. Sure. We'll give her a bunch of funny crap to do. And... And she'll be good at it, She's, and yep. and it will be funny. But it just makes for a really weird dynamic when she has like basically four straight people to play off of. Right. Jillian Bell has some funny yep. notes. She does here and there. Yep, and she's pretty good at them too. Yeah. Um, especially kind of earlier on, you know, like the far, I like the earlier, the, the farther away we get oh, yeah. from when the guy died. The, she's a frightening sociopath. The, the less she you know, is really, she's really doing dangerous. anything yeah. funny, right? right? As when he first dies and they're all high, right? Then she's pretty funny, yeah. right? But after that, the movie just basically is Kate McKinnon has four straight men to play off right. of, and right. it's, it just doesn't work. Yeah. There's too much. Well, you, they need, you need to somebody else who who you think is funny, right? It's right. like the people making the movie don't even think they're funny, right? Zoe Kravitz did not try out for the role and they said do some funny shit right, yeah, right. I mean, it's she's like, like yeah there's there are all these weird hurdles that get in the way of the stuff that's really supposed to be important there but the story for me is a is a big problem because that also dictates all the stuff that 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 comes from things you know you've got all these tropes you have all these archetypes of these characters and these women and then you have the situation that's the most tropist of all of them <laughs> and and it's almost like they they thought that you know the funny stuff would come in the middle of the situation because of the archetype instead of the humor coming from the characters. Like right. the, the real humor comes from the relationship of people, not from the situation you're in. Cause the situation is very fleeting. I can't right. watch a 45 minute comedy about a guy that gets killed. Right. I mean, maybe actually, that's probably a lie. I probably could, but I would have been so much more happy if instead of remaking these like mishmash of very bad things, Weekend at Bernie's, Bridesmaids, Hangover, I would have loved it more if it had been like a female hangover. You got this woman running for political office. She goes on a bachelorette party. They get really out of control with drinking and drugs and debauchery. Now she wakes up. There's somebody missing or maybe somebody's like, oh, that video last night was really funny. And she's like, right. that's going to sink my political career. You go like that's the that's a more fun thing to me than the serpentine neighbors. Right. That right. that actually is a weird scene for me because it's perfect. They establish it early with the creepy neighbors. They set up like this really weird interaction, which is yet still kind of believable. Right. Like they're getting they're gonna try to dispose of the body in the water and you know, the neighbors come running out because they think it's a skinny dipping party and right. they're gonna be in. You know, and I get that. That's actually kind of humorous. But they take this diversion and this detour for about 10 or 15 minutes to sell a joke that actually isn't even funny. It's only funny when they're all sitting in the bathroom and they're laughing at her and like, right, you did that right, for nothing. Right. Like, and I'm thinking the same thing. We did that for nothing. Right. That joke isn't funny for a 20-minute buildup. Like, right. that's just not there. 
And yet they thought it was, and there were these things also like what you brought up, um, the whole sad astronaut story, right. which I, I've never heard anyone call it the sad astronaut, but I know the story right. and it was in the news not that long ago. And I feel like there's this incredible buildup to set up this joke that actually strangely has a payoff at the gas station, but not, not right. enough but for the buildup you're not, putting into it. Not one that's actually funny and All, not one that requires us to watch it doesn't that warrant long, that much right, right? Yeah. there's no investment there for the payoff unless it's going to be a continual series of jokes and it isn't so most of the problem here is not necessarily the characters though i think with a better story they'd be doing better things and i believed the quick kind of like you can get away with it's actually kind of a genius thing you establish that they're college friends and you spend five or ten minutes on that fine and then you give them a 10-year break and you understand in the middle that they've seen each other every once in a while. But now they're living off their old glories in college and you get that. That gives you a great affordability to have leeway and quick characterization. That I didn't have a problem with that at right, all. Right. But if the movie is an hour and 40 minutes and the credits are 10, that's 90 minutes of a film. And I feel like there's 30-minute segments here where for maybe the first 15 minutes of the film was fun. And then I started sliding. Yeah. I just, I was like, get to something fun and funny that doesn't feel forced and fabricated, even though we're in a forced and fabricated situation. Anytime, anytime you have a bunch of normal people sitting around and they have to get rid of a dead body, that's a hard thing to believe. I'm not, I'm not criticizing the film because it's not practical or pragmatic. I, I actually just think even though you have a great swath of humor there, it's just not funny when it handles the stuff that's funny. Right. Early on, though, because I don't want to just bag on it. Early on, I actually thought we were in for a very fun but passive movie. One of the funniest bits for me is when they pop the cork in the airport and yeah, everyone and right. everyone thinks it's a shotgun, right. uh, a, a pistol blast. And I thought, ooh, this is kind of South Park funny. This is going to be gross because we have to make it gross and, right, and debaucherous, right. but it's going to be politically astute and timely. Like right, this right. is going to be so inventive and really like sit back. And I was, I'm hooked. Right. And then it doesn't, and, and it then just it, goes. It didn't do anything. With doesn't that do anything at all. remotely close to that ever again. And I thought, man, that's such a missed place because even if these writers aren't American or steeped in American culture, the film ultimately felt like to me somebody from another country who'd been watching a few American films got American humor and made an American movie. Right. And it doesn't feel like anything that it's trying to copy. Yeah, and you know the thing that is weird about the movie too is. I, I thought, since you were talking about getting rid of the body, I thought everything about actually specifically getting rid of the body was cool. I, I thought was, it was. I, I thought was, it was pretty. I good. was okay with everything they did that had to do with getting rid of the body because they're at the time, like when it first happens and stuff. Yeah. They're stoned. Sure. They've been drinking. Right. They have no idea what to do. Right. And they are suddenly in the situation of having a dead body. Right. And they're like. Do this. I yeah, don't know. Right. Like something. And yep. and it kind of felt real. It, it did. was like I agree. They are suddenly screwed and none of them have any idea what to do with right. just the idea of being that screwed. Right. right. And so they do stupid things. Right. And I thought one of the best parts, which unfortunately is kind of ruined in the trailer, um, and they kind of wasted a little bit um but i thought one of the best parts was when they call the lawyer and yeah. he's like all right just right. don't move the body and they're right. like oh right yeah <laughs> right 
what's the alternative to that? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, and he sits straight up. He's like, you're done. Uh, right. Like, yeah, and he's right. like, yeah, you're completely yeah, screwed. It. Yeah. You can't pretend it's innocent now. Right. You moved the body and did all that. And, you know, whatever. But I thought all that was, was really funny. I thought yeah. it was a little bit of like a goofy overkill that we get really nervous about where the blood's going when right. we have the dead body and stuff right. like that. Right. But the stuff that's actually very specific to like the premise I thought was really good. Yeah. But the movie's got all this stuff where it's like trying to work with characters Mm -hmm. that it's like, I'm going to have these totally throwaway characters. Now let's try and make you be invested in them. Right. Wait, what? Right. You can't have both of those. (laughs) It's like you either have to give me some characters or, you know, if you're not going to pay attention to the characters, then don't pay attention to them. Just make it really funny. I mean, you know. Stripes has no character development. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, but it doesn't pretend to either. I love it Stripes. It doesn't act like it does. Right, right. It doesn't have... Yeah, it doesn't you know, pretend. All, all yeah. of a sudden, we're going to have like some deep conversation <laughs> about like whatever the hell, right? Right, I mean, it patriotism or anything. No, Yeah. let's go see some mud wrestlers. We don't suddenly you know? go, you know, our relationship as friends has been blah, 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 blah. Right. I mean, if you're yeah. not going to do it, then don't do it. Right. But they have all this stuff. They build this like goofy premise. And then they're like, wait, but it has to be movie length. So we have to do something. Right. And I don't know what else to do. And then, you know, the other problem with the movie is that it won't pick how screwball it is, which that totally, right. that totally took me out of it. Even when there was something I would like laugh at. Like, right. Okay. That is funny. Yep. Screws your movie. Right. Right. <laughs> but it, Hope is, it was worth but it. It was right. kind of funny. Because right? they skirt right over to because all kinds they, of, yeah. You know, at one point we've got dead bodies flying out of cars. Right. And then at another part, we're like very serious. Right. It's like you're either, you know, like you said, Weekend at Bernie's. You can't have Weekend at Bernie's and then all of a sudden, you know. Serpico. The, the, yeah. Like, <laughs> right. Like, you know. Like we're, <coughs> Sophie's we're, choice. we're like playing I, around with putting glass sunglasses on the dead guy and right. making him wave at people. And like the next minute we're like reading Dante in the right. corner of the right. beach or something right. sitting on, on our own, pondering our existence or something. It's right. like, you're either like a totally goofball movie right. or you're not. Right. And I don't think anything that was really screwball when they're going that crazy, when they're piling everybody into the smart car with the dead body, right? none of that stuff was the part that's actually funny anyway. Right. So why bother with it? Like it, it all, it all just needed, you know, I think, I don't even know necessarily if what it needed, um, if, if what ultimately the movie needs is somebody else to look at the script. Right. In this case, that's the only way to get there. Yeah. But I think what it is is, you know, you just haven't written movies. Right. And you're funny and you do this funny thing or whatever. But that doesn't mean that, you know, it's like I said, Amy Schumer. Trainwreck has a lot of funny parts in it. And it's not bad. Right. Uh, I didn't think Trainwreck was bad. I thought a lot of it's just boring. And right. And kind of like the same way as this. You don't know how to deliver the onness of an hour and 30 minutes because you're a stand-up comedian or right. because you do like a skit show yeah. where you only have to be funny for like two and a half minutes at a time. Right. right? And the movie doesn't have to be funny every single second, That's the, but right. you have to know how to connect it all together and make it, you know, work as something. Yeah. And all of the story of this movie is, 
you know, I'm totally bagging on the movie even worse than you. But <laughs> no, I well, I'm ready but, again. Tag but, me in. But I but I had I still had fun with it. Yeah. And for me, uh, even though you know it doesn't deserve to avoid any of the negatives yeah. that exist in it. For me, they're like they're different negatives that yeah. were not as negative to me. You know, when I was if I'm leaving a movie and it's less than five, then when I'm leaving, I should be going, ugh, I'm pissed that I watched that. Right. Or, right. <laughs> or, you know, that just sucks. Right. And I wasn't like that when I was leaving the movie. I had a pretty good time watching it. Yeah. I just was, you know, really disappointed in a lot of the things that it was doing. Yeah. It should have been way better. If, yeah, I agree. If, if you had a couple of other people who had a lot more experience writing movies take these ideas and be able to cut things and right. be able to look at it and go, yeah, that's not as funny as you think it is. Yeah. You know, a lot of times, you know, that's the a comedian's own worst enemy is not being able to look at something and go, yeah, that's not that funny. It's right. like you came up with it, so you're like, that cracks me up. Here, you know, <laughs> and here's the other thing that I think the majority of professional com- comedians and people who have written or done comedy will agree it's it's very 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 exceptionally and exceedingly rare to have someone like Robin Williams who you just you know he's going to get you with an onslaught of right, things right. and then he's going to find your funny bone and then he's going to strangle it you right. know most comedians know that the humor is in the editing you you cut things out you right. don't put a bunch in you don't you don't go for funny by adding you actually go for funny by surgically making it so sharp and so good that it stands on its own for a bit in this movie, like when we're watching it, and again, like Alice is, you know, she's freaking out throughout the whole film anyway, but she's freaking out. And then someone with a stopwatch off, you know, in the screenplay is like, it's been 45 seconds. And then she steps in and she's like, we should do more cocaine. Right, right. The, I don't need or the she, film. Or she pulls something else out of her penis basket. Right, and right. Really she's like, everyone put the because, dick face on. Right. right. Now it's funny because right. we've got the penis sunglasses. Or and actually, that was funny. That whatever. was actually funny, too. But, you know, the attempt to try to push something, if you look at some of the most contemporary funny things, and I, I mean, contemporary is kind of weird because I'm about to name movies that are probably like eight, ten years old now. But, <laughs> you know, things from Bridesmaids. Which which hit you at an onslaught when it's really right, like cramping up funny. If it is for you, it is in bursts. It's not trying right. to do this for two hours. There's story, there's narrative, there's character. And the funniness comes in the subtle stuff, like with just Kristen Wiig realizing things about her life, you right. know. But even in things like Superbad, which is just like a raunchy film, like it's not trying to hit you with everything or everybody has like the cool guy tough lines. Right. Like people actually show their weaknesses and then they and, and they get in them with each other and they're like, yeah, but remember that time you ate this fit? You know, whatever. Right. This film felt overproduced and kind of rushed in a way that I, I'm with you. I'm watching it and I, it, I never hated it. I never, ever hated it. But when it started to slide for me, I was bored. Right. You and know, th- there are times in the movie where you just suddenly it hits you that you're like, nothing has even tried to be funny for like for five a while. Minutes. Right. And, and it like, feels like forever. What are we doing here? Right. Yeah. The, and just the scenes that that are funny, you know, again, the beach scene, they're, they're trying to get rid of the dead body. They're going out on the beach because they're on a beachfront property. The creepy neighbors come out. They think it's skinny dip time. They quickly get rid of them to discover Kate McKinnon is making out with the guy, which is funny. 
and then they get the right instinct because they say, okay, they're gone, and she doesn't stop. Right. right that's the funniest right. part. Not that her instinct was there, though I think that's, I agree, that's funny, but that she's just selling it so much. And right. You're like, hey, Kiwi, off him, you know. Apparently, she rides him three feet out and then comes back right. in at 900 miles an right. hour because we need right. a pratfall. Like, that's right. that's so stupid and unnecessary only because you want to say, you should be dead right now. Are you okay? Like, yeah. And she can crack her and neck the whole a thing, of right? Times. And the whole yeah. thing just doesn't work when just moments That's, before it's working great. Yeah. It's working better than anything you've done for the last 20 minutes. Do more of that. That's that's the kind of thing when she does that. And she, so she's driving the Sea Dew and she hits yeah. the beach at, you know, 50 miles Man, an hour or right. something. That's the kind of thing where it's like during filming, somebody said, What if we do this? And yeah. someone said, Well, shoot it and we'll see if it's funny. <laughs> right. And then they shot it and they went, well, we have it. Right. So let's <laughs> right. use it. Could be it. a B-roll, but I'm not going to I'm not even going to ask right. if it's actually funny anymore. I'm yeah. just going to say, well, we have it, yeah. so we might as well use it. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, even uh like you mentioned super bad, which I don't actually find as hilarious yeah. as a lot of people. I remember this about you. It's pretty it's pretty funny, it's fun. especially at times, yeah. you know. But in a movie like that, I think they're interesting movies to compare yeah. in a in a weird way. Because in a movie like that, everything that's funny about that movie is because of some character right. who's not the same guy you've seen 10,000 times, right? right? He, right. The, it's, the stuff that's funny is because we did something with the character. And this is a movie where nothing is funny because we did something with the character. Right. Even though some of the stuff is really funny, and that's yeah. okay. Not all comedy has to be like that. But if this movie would have just done that, if yeah. this movie would have just taken the characters yep. and thought they were interesting, yeah. you know, if you'd have taken a couple of the people out of this movie, and I think, I think really the kiss of death in this movie is that we wanted to have some interesting names more than we wanted to have funny people. Right. And, you know, a comedy movie just, you don't, you can't write stripes and then go, get anyone to do it now because right. I've written it and it's right. funny. Right. And now just throw anyone in front of the camera. Comedy movies don't work like that. And I think if you'd have taken somebody out of this movie and even like in the parts that are not supposed to be insanely hilarious, but the parts where you have to kind of deliver some comedy and put in like, you know, Maya Rudolph or mm -hmm. something who is maybe not the laugh out loudest funniest comedian right. ever but she can deliver comedy yeah. she can deliver Absolutely. funny stuff and this movie just doesn't have people who can you know i think a lot of this is maybe funnier on paper probably than it is yeah. when like zoe kravitz is trying to make something funny right? yeah i mean nothing against her as an actress right but she's not funny. She, right. <laughs> she's not she's not delivering comedy. You know, and if they would have traded a few of these people, yeah. I think, and, and and gotten them to be funnier people. Even Scarlett Johansson, who I I like Scarlett Man. Johansson, and I don't dislike her in this exactly. Right. But she can't really sell comedy, right? It's even, weird. Even when it's like the end part of the movie. Yeah. And I, I, when I was watching it, I remember this part where all of a sudden we're getting like really keystone cops slapstick, yeah, right. you know, nonsensical stuff happening. And I was thinking, watching it going, I wish someone else was doing that. Yeah. Uh, somebody else who could like sell the fact that this might be funny yeah. because she could not sell you know, 
that as anything funny. She was just kind of going yeah. through the motions and, you know, fine enough. Right. But not funny. It's weird. I like her very much when she's doing things like on SNL. I think she's ridiculously funny in the majority of those skits. And maybe that's it. Maybe because there's a short sell there. Um, you know, it's, it's weird. Zoe didn't really seem to be... I was going to say, it's okay that Scarlett isn't super funny. There isn't a super funny thing that she has to do in the whole film. She's right, almost the right. straight man for she's, everybody. She's clearly the straight man You know, man Alice and, yeah. and uh, what's Alana? I can't remember her name. Uh, Glazier. Yeah, thank Alana you, uh, Alana. You know, they're, they have their weird, funny things. Alice is way over the top, and Alana has situational stuff. But Zoe's almost just like the pretty... The, the, the pretty one, right. you know, that was always just around, you know, which and, and I, I she's, didn't get. But. She's like kind of a sub-genre of straight man. Right. She's like yeah. the irritated, like, yeah. <laughs> resting right. bitch face right. straight man or yeah. something. I don't know. I, I feel like, you know, when a film, uh, and I'm not going to keep doing it, but I feel like in a film like Superbad, which I found more funny to be, uh, more funny to me than this movie, and it's almost the same running time. Right. You know, it's pretty close. This film just it. I agree with you. You you said it. It it should have been uh, people over predicament. You yeah, know, yeah. the predicament is not funny. The people in it are, and right. focus on that instead of though. Like what you said, I I think maybe the sweet spot of the film for me too is like that twenty minute scene right before and right after when their whole perspective changes and they're already under the influence and they're like, the whole house is glass. Right, <laughs> like right. they're real. Then they're suddenly See, aware some, of everything. Yeah. Some of and that, the humor of, some them, of that was funny. Yeah. And that was, uh, even though that's like a goofy throwaway line where they're all just going, the whole house is glass. Yeah, and they right. keep saying it. Right? right. It's funny because people come from the front of the house right, and, and, that, and <laughs> somebody goes, the whole house is glass. Right. And then somebody looks out the back and somebody uh, yeah, else when goes, she's the like, whole house is glass. <laughs> when she's like, people on the beach can see everything. And they're like, ah! You know, that even, for me, even though that's just like one goofy line, if the entire comedy theory of this movie had been right, that line, that, the, line right. the whole movie would have it been, been funnier. It would have stepped up. Right? That the, kind of comedy <laughs> where it's just people who are funny being in the situation right, right. instead of trying to sell it as a funny situation, right? Having the guy wash up on the beach and mm-hmm. go, Oh, look, now he yeah, washed up on what? the beach, you know, and and having him go flying out of the smart car, which I hated. Even, even, I the, can't stand that they did that and right. didn't do anything with it, right? Because then they just like left it there. Then they just, yeah, then they just went. Uh, Ah, we're not doing uh, well, that anymore. That right. It's like, what? We're going to get the car why back. Why do I watch but, it then? And I like the idea of that too, because in every film we've ever seen, you got a dead body. I don't care if it's a comedy or a thriller. Where do you put them? Trunk of the car. Right. And they didn't even make that joke. They just, I mean, they make it, but I had to make it because I'm looking at it and they're like, a smart car. Oh my, right. You know, and you're like, okay. And then it's funny because we put everybody in it except, right. you know, rigor mortis. So I, I'm with you. I think, the great takeaway from this film is just disappointment. You know, I started with the airport uh, champagne pop. I was at like seven and a half, eight, and I slid slowly and consistently down to about four. Yeah. And I never went, I I was never down to two and I'm like, I hate this thing, you know, but it just, it never managed to live up to its own promise or its own premise, which is kind of weird. It kind of lived down to it. Right. You know, and then it, it does kind of have, um, for me, it, it drops off pretty, sharply the last um i don't know probably like 15 minutes 
Right, when so, it's all tidying up. And, then all yeah. of a sudden it's like whatever. And it and like I said, it gets really like bonkers slapstick yeah. nonsense and has like these ridiculous bad guys yeah. and what we have to do for the bad guys. And then, you know, right. hooray, the car comes through the yeah, thing, right. whatever. Yeah. And so it really felt like a movie that um, had no idea how it was going to end. It was yeah. like, you know, the pitch meeting was the first right. 20 minutes of the movie. Right. And then right. and then they just said, and hilarity will ensue. Right, and we'll figure it out. And then they're yeah. like, okay, here's a bunch of money. Go make it. And then right. they filmed it, and they got to the end and went, uh, I figured I'd have an end by now. <laughs> Where's the like, hilarity? This would take longer, <laughs> right. and I'd yeah. know how to end it. And it just, so it just kind of ends. Yeah. It just goes, we're done, so... For those that for those that care, because I care, uh, there is something at the end of the film, and there's a there's a dumb unnecessary song in the credits, and that's not what I mean. But stay to the end, and you'll get the end of the movie if you go see it after we've bagged on it. For yeah, an hour. and so. and it will it will be worth it. We promise. <laughs> <laughs> it's absolutely worth waiting. For. I love that voice. Yeah. All right, that's anyway. uh, that's all we've got for today. Next week, sometime will be Transformers, uh, right? Transformers, and that's clearly going to be an awesome movie. <laughs> so we will. It's going to be the best. We ever. will let you know if you need to see that. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey listeners, on behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.